Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. We have yet another prospect promotion. Let's break it down on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Monday, May 15th. I am Frank Sanfield, joined by Scott White. And the Reds are calling up Matt McLean on Monday and in 38 games at AAA this season. He was slashing 348 474, 710 with 12 homers and 10 steals. This is a former first-round pick in Matt McClain. He's only 10% rostered, has shortstop eligibility on CBS, widely available. Scott, what are your thoughts on Matt McClain? Is he a must-add in fantasy baseball? Well, I mean, my rule for prospect call-ups this year has been treat them like a lottery ticket. So I don't know. Can you afford to roster a lottery ticket? He has been great at AAA, and uh, I have hope for him as I have hope for most prospect call-ups. But uh, the success rate has been pretty low recently. You gave the numbers. They're very good. It seems more like a... Um, more. He seems more like a, a skills prospect than a tools prospect, if you know the difference there. For example, McLean is five foot eight. Baseball America and their, their preseason write-up said he didn't have a lot of functional strength, yet he's managed to put up huge numbers. I, I, I see it as... You know, I, I see a lot of like Alex Bregman in him in terms of getting good power numbers despite not having a lot of raw power, uh, having good plate discipline. Uh, ho- and hopefully those skills can translate to the majors for McLean, especially given the home environment he's entering into, the easiest place to hit home runs. They need a shortstop. <laughs> That's been a hole for them all year, so, so he should get a lot of playing time. I'd take a flyer on him at this point over Zach Neto for instance, or uh, Bryson Stott. Um, I I think up to that point where I'd go ahead and take a shot on McLean. If I needed an upgrade there, certainly if I had a hole at shortstop, I'd do it. Uh, And hopefully it'll work out. He should, if nothing else, he should stick around. Again, that is Matt McLean being called up by the Reds on Monday. Let's move over to the pitching side of things. And the latest arm injury to a pitcher, Drew Rasmussen, randomly out of nowhere placed on the 60-day IL on Friday with a right flexor strain. So we need help on the waiver wire. Yuri Perez, I think that is the uh, obvious place to turn as of now. Big Marlins prospect called up this Friday, and he was facing the Reds. He went four and two-thirds, two runs, seven strikeouts with 16 swinging strikes in that start. He's up to 75% rostered. Scott, what did you think of Yuri Perez in his debut? I mean, he was, as advertised, it was a short start, but missed plenty of bats and missed a, missed bats with a wide variety of weapons. 
You know, he has that big 70 grade fastball that's capable of getting whiffs in its own right, but he got the majority of whiffs on his slider and, and his curveball and uh, didn't throw it much, but seems to have a pretty good changeup too. So it's very impressive arsenal and, and very impressive command too for a guy who just turned 20. Given that he's so inexperienced, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of question how it's how it's going to play out in the long run, obviously. And uh, will he his innings top out at some point? Yeah, they're probably going to top out at 130 or so. But I think, given the upside and, and the initial returns, you should be able, be very enthusiastic about him and make him a top priority off the waiver wire. All right. Well, what happens if you missed out on Yuri Perez? Here's the next group of pitchers that could be available. Louis Varlin turned in another quality start this weekend. Six and a third, three runs, seven strikeouts for him. James Paxton, that's right. That James Paxton, he made his Red Sox debut, and he actually looked good. Five innings, two runs, nine strikeouts to one walk. He had 12 swinging strikes up against the Cardinals. Tyler Wells, yet another strong start up against the Pirates. Seven shutout with eight strikeouts for him. And Brandon Fought, someone who had a bunch of prospect pedigree recently. He got rocked in his first two starts. He looked pretty good on Sunday up against the Giants. Five innings, only one hit, one run allowed, five strikeouts. Scott, how would you rank this group? Varlin, Paxton, Wells, and Fought. Yeah, it was clearly the best start so far for Fought. I'm still putting him last of this group. He needs to show me a lot more. He's uh, been too homer prone, but it was an encouraging step for him. Let's leave him out of this discussion. Between Varland, Paxton, and Wells, I think that's the order I'd go. It kind of depends, you know, how how it, how shallow the league is, how big of a swing you can take. And specifically, I'm referring to Paxton there because we know he's made of glass and it may not last very long, but boy, was it impressive. What he averaged on the fastball was the most he's averaged on his fastball. Well, if, at least if you're looking at season-long numbers since uh, since 2016. And obviously, it's been a long time since we've p- seen him pitch for any length of time at all. So that his stuff looked as good as it did with the nine strikeouts, I think, is uh, it's very encouraging. It, it suggests there's plenty more in the tank here if he can just stay healthy. Um, so he would be my second choice. Louis Varland would actually be my first. The swinging strikes have been very consistent for him. He's homer prone in his own right. It's going to give up some hard contact. Maybe the ERA is going to wind up north of 350, but he's going to work six innings consistently and give you good strikeout numbers. Uh, so Varland one, Paxton two. I'm going to go Wells three here, but he's rising. He's rising because he has done a great job of Limiting base runners, keeping batting average against very low with a high strikeout rate is the same formula for success that uh, Bailey Ober and Tristan McKenzie have used. Hadn't seen much strikeout potential from Wells until this start, until he got the eight strikeouts on 18 swinging strikes. Maybe it was just a bad day for the Pirates, but if it does continue for Wells, then I think there's a chance he turns into a real asset. All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? 
You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount Plus.